Yo. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right, good. All right. So this is your boy, Monquay, and welcome to the Divine Council Podcast, episode 22. As above, so below. As within, so without. This is uh, Stefan, and uh, let's uh, let's get it started. Let's get it. So uh, I want to say congratulations to you. I haven't uh, haven't gotten I haven't told you congratulations. Uh, I believe you said you had graduated last week. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. finished my um, finished my Mac program. Uh, so now, yeah, I got my master's in accounting. And, you know, the sky, I mean, the sky's the limit for me now. I mean, I'm thinking about going after the, the CPA, but I'm thinking also that I, I don't know if I want to, like, go um, straight into, like, studying for that because I'm now I'm, like, in a transition right now because I'm, I'm looking for other opportunities, career opportunities. So I don't think... Right now is the best time for me to focus on that. But the door is wide open for me now. Yeah, I um I I believe like having that master's basically opens up the whole a whole nother level of um like job opportunities. And like I I've heard most people they take their time kind of taking the CPA exams because it's like multiple exams. And they just kinda um they just study for them as they as they continue to work. As they go go through, um, but it opens up a whole lot of a whole many more opportunities with um, positions and everything. So, congratulations with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Appreciate. It. And I know we got a lot to talk about. It's, <laughs> it's a lot going on, man. Like even within the last hour, or so like. Yeah, yeah. There has been man. this. This week has been loaded with stuff. And it's just uh, mid midway. The date is uh December eighteenth, by the way. Uh, so Wednesday, I think that uh for you know future listeners, it'll just kind of give context on you know where when we record this and like you know kind of what's going on. True, true indeed. So what's the uh, what was the first thing you had uh, wanted to talk about? I seen within the last hour. Um, that they that the House of Representatives, you know, with the soap opera that we have that we call politics in the United States, they uh actually impeach President Trump. Um, you know, I, I don't, it's, I know it's many different layers to it. Like you, you can impeach a president, and but you may not be able to remove him from office or whatever. But I think they officially like actually impeached him, which yeah, I find. Yeah, the, the House of Reps. Yeah, but yeah, like you said, with the um, to remove him from office, the Senate has to impeach him, which is not going to happen because the Senate is uh, majority ran by the Republicans. Yep. So I'm just like thinking, like I I don't like none of it. I don't, I mean, it's all a soap opera. I don't like none of the, none of the political like parties or anything. But I'm 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 trying to understand like. I'm still trying to understand what he what he did. Like I, I I researched it a little bit, and I seen something where he was basically like talk. He was trying to do like political deals with or you know 
was especially talking to the Ukraine political officials, but I was also reading somewhere else where like um, high high ranking Democratic um, political figures, all their all their kids basically are, are big time executives for like big companies in uh, the Ukraine, which seems like a conflict conflict of interest to me also, which would tell me why they would want to kind of get him impeached because he. He um maybe trying to like, you know, economically block what they wanted, what they're trying to do. But I don't know. I just find it kind of weird because I don't. I still don't kind of like you know summarizing what what was going on and what he did. It just doesn't seem like a real reason to impeach a president. I think it's more. It's more than that. It's more than the Ukraine. It, it goes all the way back to the 2016 election with the collusion uh, with the Russians. Yeah, and everything else that he's done in between time, and now this Ukraine uh, debacle is just the latest string of um, mishaps that he's had since uh, becoming the president of the United States. Yeah, this uh, with the I'm looking on a uh, CNN right now. Pretty much, it says that, and I quote: "President Trump's scheme." subverted U.S. foreign policy toward Ukraine and undermined our national security in favor of two politically motivated investigations that would help his presidential re-election campaign, end quote. So it seems like he he's doing more of what he did in the 2016 election, which is he's trying to get um, outside help with uh with uh his uh election which is which is the uh the 2020 election which is right around the corner literally um so I, it, it's just it's a, it's a lot of mess going on with that but at the end of the day it's just uh it's just a media circus you know it's just it's just giving these uh journalists just stuff to talk about and just just have people online getting them riled up. But at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, he got, he got impeached by the House of Reps, but there's no way the Senate is going to impeach him. Like, there's, like, no way. It's like, it seems like it's something to talk about, like you said, and I don't understand why he would do it, like, because I don't understand why he would even attempt to, like, like I said, I haven't done the research or anything. Like, I just, you know, just did a quick summary of it. I haven't done deep research about the collusion, but it seems to me like he wouldn't even have to, like, it seems to me like he doesn't, he wouldn't have to do shit and he would still get reelected based on the candidates that he has to go against the Democratic Party. So, like, it, it really, if, if if he really did that, it just, it's, it's like, why? Because, I mean, he won, he, he he's in office now, and I think his approval rating for the 2020 election and the people, the amount of people that will vote for him will be even more just be just based on the candidates um, from the democratic party. So like this whole thing doesn't need one even. And with the Senate having to, you know, basically vote, I don't, I don't believe that they will, you know, vote to get him out of office. So it all kind of seems like it's like really like, it doesn't make any sense. Like it's just, we're, we're just wasting time. Like a soap opera basically. Just to keep people like on their toes and keep them, you know, wanting to watch the media and stuff, which is basically this is definitely what's been going on. People, I know people have been watching the news a lot more. 
since this has been, you know, leaked or been going on. But I don't really, I, I don't really see the point in in in, in this. Like, <laughs> like instead of focusing on act, on actual on actual like polit- on politics, they're actually focusing on trying to get him impeached. Which I think they know that they have like most of their most of their the candidates on the on the Democratic side. Which you know I think this is showing that this is really a big ass game. All like in their in their fucking caskets. And they don't really give. They don't really provide anything at all to the to Americans. And yeah. I don't know. Well, another quote from this article from um, from CNN titled "The Trump Ukraine Impeachment Inquiry Report Annotated." Um, and I quote: "Trump was already pushing the idea that Ukraine was against him in 2016." Giuliani was pushing for the Bidens to be investigated at least as early as the spring of 2019. Aid to Ukraine was held up before Trump and Zelensky's call and officials testified they understood the holdup was made by the Office of Management and Budget at the direction of Trump. So, I mean, like I said before, it just seems like he was well, not only working with uh the Ukrainians to help him to get reelected. It looks like he was trying to get um, foreign help in uh, pretty much sabotaging the uh, Democratic uh, Democratic uh, candidate, which is uh, Joe Biden. He wanted to get him investigated so that the phone call happened. The the phone call that everybody's talking about happened with him and the Ukraine leaders and. From there, you get we get this mess that's been going on. But I mean, at the end of the day, I, yeah, I don't see I don't see it really having no cause or no, I, I don't see it really having an effect on his uh 2020 campaign because to me it seems like he still has a strong following, and I say that. Because I seen this video recently where these uh these people and I'm uh pulling up the article these people were campaigning in Hershey, Pennsylvania. It was a Trump rally. And the people they uh interviewer was asking them about you know what what ha- what will happen if Trump gets impeached and pretty much some of the supporters they were saying you know it'll be terrible or whatnot it'll it will uh one of them being a, a black Trump supporter he was saying it will spark another civil war older guy was saying you know if it happens you know he he's got his his gun ready to go and the other guy, old, other older white guy was like, you have like 70 to 80 million mad Americans or whatever. So it just gives you, just lets you think like, okay, if, it, if he was to be uh, removed from office, would all hell break loose? Would it be actually time for another civil war? You know, because I mean, I see another civil war happening, but I didn't see it happening this soon, but I mean, 
I again, I don't see him being removed from office, but just hearing them say that, you know, just should put people on alert. Like this is what these people are already. They all they've been on this for years, but now it's reached a boiling point. You know, you take their leader out of the office, they're gonna go crazy. So you got to be prepared, mentally, physically, spiritually. You know. I'll say this. Um, first, I want to say this is kind of going along with uh, RFG, the chosen one. He put up a video talking about the you know twenty twenty year, and this this is going exactly along with the with that video. And uh, you know, just a quick summary. He was talking about um, can you years. Recent, like each year when the purge was released, the uh, the movie The Purge, it was like election years. And he yeah. used he used uh, this impeachment, you know, exactly what the what those supporters were saying at that rally. He was basically saying that they will, since you know, since it's basically a soap, a big ass soap opera, if they they will try to get him removed and do different tactics to try to basically spark a civil war and. With the black identity extremists, black Muslim t- thing or whatever that just happened in New Jersey, with the possible impeachment, which, I mean, I'm I'm leaning more, I'm still kind of in the middle because logically I don't think, you know, logically I don't think that um, he will be impeached. But on another side, it's like all those motherfuckers profit off of war and chaos, all of them, both sides. So you know, in the bigger picture, you know, throwing logic out the window. Using more, using more from a looking more from an emotional side, looking at the chaos that could be involved with this. I think I'm 50 50 at this point. You know, I'll give it time, but I, I think you just got to wait and see how it unfolds because I think they'll profit off of that type of off, off of that level of chaos. Because I do agree, I don't think he's done. I don't, I, I think when it comes to the country, I don't think it's just like the supporters that. And I mean, you got you have to basically be uh, a little bit to the left, you know, or to the right to support him, uh, to support support a lot of his politics. But I feel like if you really look at what's going on, like I don't, uh, besides his rhetoric, which is absurd, and you put your emotions to the side, I don't think he's done enough as a president to be impeached. And I don't think this is a good time to like actually impeach any president. Like I still don't think this is a good time to even for this to even be an inquiry, but I mean it's hard to tell people that that are so emotional but emotional about how he plays on people's feelings, which he's a he's a fucking genius in doing that. But when you put that shit to the side and you look at what's going on, this is really we're we're damn near one of the most peaceful points that we've been at since since before nine eleven. If you really look at what's going on, and I, and I think. This is that pissed the Democrats off because they're the ones that's profiting the most off of, off of war. He's pulled troops, you know, um, got the economy right. Got I mean, everybody I know many more people. I, I will agree with the employment. I feel like more people are employed at this point. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's and it, it could be my little bubble, but I feel like it's, it's it's it is a little different. I don't think it's it's nowhere near as bad as I thought it would be. I thought this shit would be. Having him in office would be chaotic. I mean, I thought it'd be another level of chaotic, and maybe it's about to start now. Well, let me. Um, I have the clip. I want to play it real quick and see if how, see if this sounds. The sound quality is pretty good. Hmm. He's not gonna be removed. 
He's not going to be removed. Can you hear that? Yeah. My V fifty seven Magnum is comfortable with that. End of story. They were removing them in a minute. Mm-hmm. I think it caused physical violence in this country that we haven't seen since the second civil war. I think it would become the second civil war. That's the that's the coon. Right. That was talking. There would be a strong movement. Would be very negative. Possible violence. Not that I'm condoning violence. There'll be a lot of mad Americans. Possibly 70, 80, 000, 70, 80 million Americans. On the loose, not very happy. Uh, what we're seeing is a divided country. You know, both sides are dug in. No one's budging. We have families torn apart. It's uh, including my family. My daughters are liberal. I'm conservative. Now that this whole thing has been going on, uh, we just had a problem at Thanksgiving. Uh, very unfortunate. I wish it never would have happened. This whole. Did he do something wrong? So, yeah, you can, I mean, you can hear how they're sounding uh, at this one uh, rally in Hershey, Pennsylvania. But yeah, again, um, I just see this as like, it's just more, more of a distraction, you know? It's not, I don't think it's going to come to any resolution that benefits really either side at the end of the day. I just feel like it's um it's just wasting time. You know it'd be you know it's <laughs> this 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 would look this would look extremely bad. Um say we you know they they've impeached him through the house and you know this is basically just thrown under the rug and he still wins twenty twenty. How bad would that look? You know, once again, we know it's a soap opera. Like, you can't forget that. We're just, like, taking taking the tinfoil hat off. How bad would it look if he still gets reelected and he just got impeached? I think it'd be so bad that another party is going to form. It's that, I mean, that has to happen. I mean, at this point, we should, we should just have, we should have plenty of parties anyway. Um, but that has to happen because I think, I mean that that the Democratic Party is definitely in shambles, dog. Like, and we're talking about we're we're using logic and looking at the facts. Man, that he's exposed him, man. <laughs> he's exposed him, and like now they're more focused on impeaching this motherfucker instead of focusing on tangible politics. Impeaching him off of a grain of salt instead of focusing on real politics. He's and, only the he's only the third president to be uh, impeached. And I'm gonna tell you, I agree with you, man. Like, I feel like it, it, it would have to, it would reach to a point where, like, it would have to be like another political party. Like, I mean, that that just historically that wouldn't even look right. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, to the world, we're just a big, you know, laughing stock. This country as a whole, and yeah. just to see this. You know, with him tweeting, he was tweeting earlier today asking people to pray for him and shit. Like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, like, this shit is just a joke. Like, this shit, like, days, uh, days of our lives. <laughs> yeah. The other day, he 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 uh, photoshopped his face on Rocky Balboa's body. I like, saw that. <laughs> I'm like, bro, like, it's just goofy. That shit is funny as hell. Pray for me. <laughs> 
When these niggas already know what's gonna happen. Come on, dog. Yeah. You the fucking president. You the commander and fucking chief, my nigga. Like, you know what the hell is about to happen. I had um asked my my barber because we were talking about this earlier. Uh, well, no, last weekend. I wanted to ask you, do you think, um, see, like in the case of um, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton was impeached, but he finished his term. Um, he wasn't removed. I don't, if I'm correct, he wasn't removed from office. He finished his, because uh, there was somewhere. Okay, hello. Now I'm pulling up. History.com. Okay, so Lyndon B. Johnson was um, impeached. No, not Lyndon B. Johnson. Andrew Johnson was impeached in 1868. Uh, Bill Clinton, yeah, impeached in 98. But he... He ended up finishing his term. Uh, Clinton's job approval rating peaked at 73% in 1999. <laughs> and he was impeached in 1998. Wow. That is so, fucking crazy. Also, he was impeached on uh, December 19th, 1998. And, and Trump just got impeached December 18th, 2019. It's symbology behind all that shit. Come on, man. Like, this is, is a pattern. Well, and then uh, you said Lyndon B. Johnson was impeached 1898. Oh, no, no. no. I, I was wrong about that. I'm, not not Lyndon B. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Johnson was impeached. Um, It seemed like it was 100 years. It sounded like it was 100 years before Clinton got impeached. Well, see, you know there was one other president that got away before they were going to impeach him, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you can guess off the top. I, I might be wrong, but it was a Nixon. Yep, Nixon resigned in '74 because he knew he knew he was about to get impeached. And honestly, that was a really like out of all that shit. I forgot what Johnson, what Andrew Johnson did. I used to know all that shit, but forgot what Andrew Johnson did. I don't think that was a reason for Clinton to get impeached, and I don't think this is really a reason for that's Trump even to get impeached. dude. That's even sillier than this shit that's going than the reason Trump is, uh, got impeached. This see this 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 even sillier. But I think Nixon, he was the one that really that motherfucker should have been thrown into jail. Nixon was a um Nixon was a conspiracy theorist. He was one of those, like he was like he he was a fucking he was a white supremacist, I think. Um but he was uh he was fucking a he was a theorist. Like with the Watergate shit, he had everything, he had all the shit um planted all over the the mics and the surveillance, everything was tapped. And people don't understand this. I know about Nixon. Nixon was probably one of the worst presidents we ever had. When it, he was like probably one of the closest one to like a, um, I don't want to say a dictator, but that motherfucker was was foul. But you can thank Nixon also for signing in the, the Federal Reserve and uh, getting rid of uh, backing our, our currency with gold and silver. He was actual, he was a literal president of signing the Federal Reserve Bill. You can also uh, pinpoint Nixon on the fact that more people were bombed in his term in uh, Asia. Um, I think that was like right after Vietnam. 
And like I think right after Vietnam and right before the Korean War, or it was probably right after the Korean War, he bombed more people in him in like his first term than we did in like all those years in Vietnam. Like if you do research on Nixon, it was he was he was terrible, dude. Like and the Federal Reserve bill alone was like something that was that was terrible. Cause after that. That's when you. That's when you then you get the military. You started to get uh, uh, ramping in the military industrial complexes and all these different complexes that basically, that basically led the uh, created the rich to be more um, greedy. Yeah. Now the Federal Reserve. He basically sold the American. He sold the American public to a private entity. So basically, our country is not really a country anymore. It's the Federal Reserve that controls our country, which is like a private group that controls how much money we receive and it's not backed by any gold or anything. Well, um, according to history.com, the article, how many U S presidents have faced impeachment and, and I quote, but everything changed on August 5th, 1974 when the Supreme court ordered Nixon to release unedited tapes of his Oval office conversations with white house, uh, staffers. Damn. Uh, um, I swiped the article off by accident. With White House staffers during the Watergate investigation, the so-called smoking gun tapes included Nixon proposing the use of the CIA to obstruct the FBI investigation and paying hush money to the convicted Watergate burglars. And they they were, you know, so Nixon, they had them. You know, they were about to release all that shit that he was doing, the corrupt stuff that he was doing. Um, and he knew, like, uh, like you saying with Trump knowing he was going to be impeached, Nixon knew, uh, and I quote, Nixon got word from Republican congressional leadership that all but 15 senators would likely vote against him in an impeachment trial more than enough to remove him from office to save himself the indignity of becoming the first sitting president fired by Congress. Nixon resigned on August 8th, 1974. Oh, and by the way, Nixon was pardoned of criminal charges by the following president, Gerald Ford. Wow. Yeah. It's a big soap opera, man. It's just a, it's a big, but I, I think the numbers, like the, the dates and the numbers are just, that's just interesting. And you know what? I think, I think uh, if Trump was to be removed somehow, I think Mike Pence would uh, pardon him too. That's they say Mike Pence. Um, they say I don't know. They say he's worse, but I don't really. I ain't. I don't really know any. The only thing I know about him is I was watching um a video talking about how he changed his policies where he won't meet with women without having somebody else sitting in. Oh wow! I actually respect that shit. What the fuck? Like I respect <laughs> that Like the hell? I'm to, if I'm on that level, I'm not about to meet with a Monica Lewinsky. And then what he say? To where she's but you meant like just like a, a a woman like leader in general. Nah, he he won't have meetings with like anybody. Like oh okay yeah yeah I understand that. But he did. They trying to flip it on some feminist shit. Like, yeah yeah they uh, try they try to flip it. But I, and from what I've researched, which is only that, that's a that's some real shit. The that's craziest shit, shit. The craziest uh, stuff I heard about him is that that gay conversion therapy. Oh, I forgot about that. He was that he was doing in his state um, before becoming the vice president. Other than that, I haven't heard much about him. 
Yeah, um, I do remember that. That shit was that shit's fucking crazy. But yeah, man, this uh, like you said, the days of our lives, pretty much. You know this uh, this Trump saga. Um, and let's but, let's never forget the fact that our fucking president is tweeting on a daily basis. Like, what the fuck, man? What the what? What reality do we live in? This nigga is tweeting on a daily basis, and I I think it's really him too. Like, yeah, I, I yeah, I feel like it is. You know, um, tweeting on a regular basis in his seventies. You know, has, has had the same toupee for over twenty years. Um, wow. pretty much probably still gets um, spray on tans, eats McDonald's on the regular. You know it. <laughs> He's a he's a clown, man. He's a clown, but at the end of the day, he knows he knows how to get what he wants. You know, whether you re, you like it or not, he knows how to get what he wants. You know, um, so yeah, this this shit is just just crazy to think if he actually was to get removed. How sh- that dude that would send like a shockwave, not just in the U.S. but worldwide. If he got removed from office, like that would be fucking crazy. But I don't. Again, I give it less than like a one percent chance that he gets removed, like because the Republicans are not going for that shit. Like they're not. So, I think this 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 is a. A good um, segue into another topic. This day was loaded, man. You know, we got Trump being impeached. Happy impeachment day. <laughs> and we got uh, Mr. Daniel Hernandez, <laughs> formerly known as uh, 6ix9ine, standing trial, you know, begging for begging the judge, please, you know, I'm, I, I've, I've done time. I want time served. You know what I'm saying? Um I'm I'm a good dude. I I met with the FBI or the government over twenty sometimes, just giving y'all information. The judge was like, "Nah, you know, you're not going to get out today." The judge went very very lenient on him and gave him two years. But let's not forget that he's already served, if I'm not mistaken, thirteen months. <laughs> so really, he's going to be out in like eleven months. Eleven months. He's gonna pop. The nigga probably ain't even gonna be in jail. Let's be real. And I seen uh so Luminati said that he's like, man, six nine wasn't even in jail. He's he, he, yeah, he wasn't even in fucking jail, and he probably ain't even gonna be in jail. They gonna man, who knows what the fuck these weirdos got going on, man? Like he already a fucking agent. Who knows what they got going on? He ain't going to. He ain't going to no jail. He ain't going I, to jail. Dude, like all I got to be one of the one of the producers for his uh movie. Cause like, this shit is really a movie, bro. They said that his his birth father, his his uh, biological father showed up at the um the hearing today. Wow! And, and w- he asked to speak, but the the judge uh, denied him. Yep. So he already served thirteen months. They gave him two years. They're gonna give him time served. A so- cop a cop said she was ser- she was selling heroin with him at one point. Wow, and he—I think he—he—I think he denied it today in the court. But dude, like this whole shit has been crazy. Like his uh, the dude uh tr- that is for, uh formerly known as Shoddy, 
you know, he uh he didn't even take trial. He just played a couple months back. He got 15, you know, got hit hit with 15 years. Some other dudes got hit with some numbers, but it, six nine man, I was thinking he was gonna get out. To be honest, the way it it seemed leading up to this day, it just felt like I was like, man, they the judge about to pull some bullshit and just let him out because he's he's told so much information. He's got all these people writing letters to the court talking about how he's a good kid and all this other bullshit. He just got mixed up with the wrong crowd. And but the judge was uh he dude, this judge got he gained a lot of clout today. Cause he so you gotta go look at some of the stuff he was saying. He was like, you know, I was enjoying, you know, some of the memes of you, you know, and fun. And he and he was like, you know, you paid like twenty thousand to try to get Chief Keith killed or whatnot. So your hands aren't like clean as as you as much as you try to make them seem like they were, you done some dirty stuff too. And uh, he was talking up. He was he had uh, recited, I think, some of his song from some of his lyrics from the song Billy, one of his most like r- ruckus songs, most outlandish songs. So it seems like the judge was in it to get his uh, his name up too. But then he. Gave him only two years. I'm just like, bro, like, oh, with five years supervised release. I'm like, man, this nigga, I'm like, bro, this shit is just like, it's just a movie, dude. Like, this dude, I, this movie, they're going to put all the movie they didn't, all the money they didn't put into that All Eyes on Me movie, they putting into this movie and making an actually legit great movie mm-hmm. over this, this circus which is uh six nine this circus man it's it's crazy dude like how how much attention he's got and you look online the people riding for him and stuff I'm just like shit is so goofy to me bro and then you got a real motherfucker like Bobby Schmurder who's getting out December 2020 who could have got out earlier but he took on some of the time of his man Rod, Rowdy Rebel so he could get out at the same time as him. That is somebody that should be getting applauded. This dude right here is who gives a fuck about 6ix9ine? This dude took down like an entire organization. He they said he literally met with like the the feds over 20 something times. So I, I just think it's goofy, man. Like he get, he gets out, he's gonna become like the next Aventura or Daddy Yankee. Like I don't see him. I don't see his rap career really popping like regular, like with that, you know, rah-rah shit. Like, I think he's going to go on to like the more Latin trap wave that's popular right now. But yeah, man, this this shit is just crazy, dude. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but I'll say this. Um, I, I don't think I didn't go into the mindset thinking that he was going to get out because I think that would have been too obvious for, the, for the, um, the hip-hop police, for him being a member of the hip-hop police. But I, I did definitely see him being extremely lenient. Extremely lenient, like he like he was. That, you know, he can say all that stuff about what he what he did to Chief Keith, but they already knew that they wasn't gonna give him that the debt judge knew that he couldn't give him a whole bunch of time anyway. Like he knew that. It was out of his hands. This has got to do with the government, dog. Like, yeah. like the actual federal government. I mean, I know these I know he's that's a that's a uh uh supreme basically like the Supreme Court or you know federal court, 
But this, I mean, I, I think the FBI and the CIA is involved with it. You're talking about the executive branch. And, like, I think a lot of this shit that they can do is, like, it can override a lot of these trials that you can, as we see on a daily basis. And yeah, I had the mindset he was going to be extremely, extremely lenient, which he, this nigga's probably only going to serve a year to, in, in some type of, who knows? He might be in a damn Area 51 rap type motherfucking area or some shit. He ain't going to be in no damn jail. I mean, bro, look, and it's not just uh, it being like, you know, probably like the FBI involved and stuff. It's like, bro, it's all these other rappers that he he got into these beefs with. They all involved with it. Mm -hmm. All of them. None of them actually wanted to pull up on him. None of them, none, none of them did anything to him. He talked crazy about Chief Keith. He talked crazy about his whole squad. You know what I'm saying? And he he talked crazy about Trippy Red. Allegedly, he got Trippy Red beat up. Um, Trippy Red supposed to be a blood or whatever. Um, and he got Trippy Red beat up, and he snitched on Trippy Red for being a gang member. And and the 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 judge uh, brought that up. He brought up him talking about uh, Trippy Red. And I look at this shit, his his beef with like YG and. All that shit was fabricated, bro. All of it. Mm -hmm. They always in on this shit. Yeah, they are. And now, and now they trying to act like, man, fuck, fuck six nine, all this other shit. Y'all niggas were the same niggas that was hyping them up. You know, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I enjoyed some of his music, but I always saw him as a, a poser from the beginning. I always looked at him as like he's being extorted by the the non trade gang, and that's exactly what was going on. Mm -hmm. And I think the tipping point really was when he did that damn. You can tell that you can tell that niggas ain't really rock with him whenever he did that video talking about fuck Chief Keef and all that shit. Yeah, talking off the wall. It looked like it was some shit that they didn't know was about to be in the in the cars. You know what I'm saying? Like, it yeah, like it was like some shit that Six Nine knew he was gonna have to do. And all the, if you look at the niggas in the video, they're kind of looking at this nigga like, "What the fuck? Like, what are you like?" <laughs> yeah, suck my dick, stupid. Yeah, like, bro, what the, I'm like, bro, what? Everybody, like, everybody, including niggas that was there, it was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, and you know what's crazy? That girl that, that picked her dog up, she was actually dating uh, Chief Keep's homeboy, Tato. Mm. But she was fucking around with 6ix9ine. So. They all knew that he was he was the police, bro. Oh, yeah. They all oh, yeah. Um, Little Reese. Little Reese, uh, sh a Chicago rapper. He said he caught he saw um six nine at the airport when six nine did that little video where he went to O Block. He said he saw him at the airport, but he was surrounded by cops or whatever. He said we could have got him at the airport, but he was he had all the police around him. You know, um, he he literally stood outside for like twenty seconds. Like, where y'all niggas at? He's like, this old block? 20 seconds. Nigga, it was, it was like 3 in the morning, bro. Yeah. Trying to like make it. 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> he did. He's like, where y'all niggas at? Like, this is it? This old block? I'm like, bro. I'm like, bro. He, I ain't gonna lie. He, he was, um, he was entertaining. You know, if he didn't want to rap, he could definitely become a, uh, a comedian once he get out or an actor or some shit. He was an actor. So he, it would be natural for him to join like a, a, a comedy series or some shit, like some sketch show. Because he, he was entertaining, I will say that. I mean, I just shake my head because I, I seen it from the start. I ain't really listened to his music until 
like in the latter, and on like right before he like got locked up, I started listening to his music. And I mean, that shit was hard. I ain't gonna lie, some of his music was definitely hard. But I, I still kind of felt like I, I felt like this motherfucker is an agent, man. Like he doesn't even fit in with them niggas. Like where did where did he? How did he even meet? Where did he come from? And then we look at his before picture. Yeah, like bro. <laughs> Before he got all them dumbass six nine tattoos, before he had the rainbow hair, he just looked like your he looked like your every your your average everyday uh FIFA player. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like he don't he look like somebody that just had his quinceanera or some shit. And he had you a know sweater what I'm wrapped around his neck and shit. Fuck yeah, this dude. I, he he literally like he was somebody created in a fucking lab, like, like a lab or just a created. Uh, like I think they credit care. Bro, I really think they do be doing that. Like to certain rappers, a lot of these rappers they see have potential. They they develop them over years. Mm-hmm. Like they they get them when they just regular or whatever and they listen to their music like, "Okay, we'll sign them." But then they got to go through a certain amount of years of them changing their image. His yep. image changed when they started. He grew his hair. He got the rainbow hair, then they like, nah, this ain't enough. We got you gotta get the tattoos. Got all them stupid tattoos. And then he's like, nah, this ain't enough. You gotta be affiliated with somebody. Got him affiliated with the non-Trey gang. And now he's the one that's repping it, Trey Way. Then he went on Breakfast Club and was like, I created that. That's when he was they was like, What? They ain't no Trey Way. I said that. They ain't no Trey Way. I'm like, bruh. I'm like, bro, yeah, he was talking off script then. He knew it was a rap. At that point, he was talking crazy. Mm-hmm. They wanted to kill him, you know? Yeah, I agree. The labels, the labels, they create the character, and it's like... He's literally, dude, you you seen his album cover? He, he's literally pissing on a Masonic uh, floor. Yep. I went back and checked his uh, Instagram the other day, and I saw that. I saw that post, and I think he had, like, six posts after that. And it's like there are people talking about he put that post up and that was like that was it. Cause that's got like a lot of Masonic symbols, like that checkerboard is supposed to represent like duality and him peeing on it is basically peeing on the space it's basically a ritual where he's saying, you know, fuck fuck that, like fuck, you know, the I guess quote unquote Illuminati or whatever. Yeah. It's more to it, but that's just that's what it kind of that's what a lot of people are saying it stood for. And the research kind of shows that, but at the same time, it's kind of like, okay, like, <laughs> where I'm still stuck on where this nigga came from. <laughs> bro, I, I don't know, bro. Like, you know, he, he said, he said when he spoke today, I was reading a quote. He was like, he was born in Brooklyn or whatever. And he's talking about how he had it rough or whatnot. And he was just trying to give, show people hope by you know becoming a rapper and he you know became successful very fast well he was rapping for a couple years but he he took off in 2017 and you know it's funny he took off in 2017 or not really funny but after the uh the allegations the sexual assault allegations that he had and the judge mentioned that by the way where 6ix9ine was involved in a sexual act with a minor. She was 13. He was 17 at the time. Insane. But apparently he didn't have sex with her, but he was involved. Like, you know, but still, it's he's a fucking pedophile. He's a sexual, he's a, he's a fucking um, sexual offender. 
you know, but and his he got all these six nine fans online, like, man, nah, bro, he ain't even do nothing. Touch that girl, you know, it's not Treyway, bro. Why are you still talking to her? Like like it made no sense, bro. No, like a lot of shit with him, it just does not add up, man. Like I and I I'm and I'll be thinking, bro, I'm like, when he gets out, all these rappers talking tough, man. Fuck six nine, fuck. Bruh, don't you think some of these dudes is going to, like, bend the knee and be like, yo, I need a feature? They're going to be, I think, here's the thing. I don't think, I think briefly when he comes out, he's going to have a single or something. He's going to have a single or probably a whole project. I still think it's going to be, it's going to be just as big as as it was whenever he was out. But I do agree with you. I think he, he won't be able to sustain it. And he'll try to transform his sound to more of a, um... Um, um, not reggaeton, but like, what did you, what'd you call it earlier? Uh, Latin trap. Latin trap. I think that, I mean. Like, I uh, but like, you know, that the popular, it's like that dance, Spanish dance music. Like they be rapping in Spanish and shit over the bouncing, the, the pop type beats. Mm-hmm. Like a Zuna or, um, fucking, uh, damn, I can't think of, the only one I can think of is Ozuna right now. But there's several of them, several Latin artists right now that that Latin trap shit is actually taking over though. Like they make a, dumb money, dog, and it's like they, yeah. they their fans are like loyal as fuck. So like I don't I don't think this shit would even affect them, bro. Like I don't, and, that, and especially in that like demographic for that genre, like this this shit ain't gonna affect them. I don't think they care about this shit, and I don't think a lot of his following really cares about this shit like that. I think the masses on a certain level do, but. Like at this point, and none of these niggas are real, bro. Like, yeah, every everybody subconsciously knows that. So like, they don't listen to these niggas because of that. Like, they don't listen to them because they listening to the message. So I don't really think. I don't. It won't. His shit won't get played in clubs like that, like it was before. Because man, his shit was getting bumped in every club we went to at one yeah. point, and that shit was having everybody going crazy. I don't think it would be on that level, like on like you know, like on like on, a, on the hip hop clubs. I don't think it's not. Play like I mean, there. I mean, it's not. You know, it's not the '90s anymore. It's like people not even hardcore like that with the nah blood. Like we can't fuck with that snitch ass nigga. I guarantee you, bro. If some people, if you play this, um, if you play it, but uh, this Nicky, uh, like he got the stiffy, uh, if niggas fucked up, they still gonna get up. They they might be like, man, fuck that shit. It's gonna be people still jamming to it, bro. Like nobody cares. It's like the R. Kelly shit, bro. Like, I, I watch he gonna get out, and I think that's the, the, some of his old singles are gonna shoot right back up to the top of streaming, bro. Yeah, because can, of that. I can see that. They're gonna play. The, I, I don't know if he'll have a new song, like a new project, new song. I think I think he probably will have a new project, like a new at least a new single that he'll have hella features on or something that'll shoot right back up. But then I think he'll kind of slowly drift off. Like and start doing more like comedy and shit. I think he probably still will post and stuff like that. But I think he's gonna start, you know, transforming his sound because I don't think I think it. I think it'll. He lost his. He lost his um momentum. Yeah, big and that shit is huge in rap. Like he lost his momentum, which is really this ain't gonna necessarily help. I mean, this will help his momentum, but not necessarily in a in a good way. I, I want to say. I mean. I don't think it's gonna be as they, we gonna we gonna be going to a club and they're gonna be bumping like his new shit if he, if he dropped new shit like he like they did before. 
I do think it's always shit to shoot back up in the stream in streams for a little bit. And I I think most of the newer generation don't really care. Like they don't care. <laughs> All of my from the suburbs anyway. Most of right. them they listen to this shit. Right. I you know, it's just this whole the whole industry, man, it's just it's just weird, bro. Like the more I be looking at this shit, like I look at people like little Tekka, I'm just, I'm just like, why? Like, I, bro, like, I don't know, bro. Like, I, I mentioned him before off off air and shit, like, to y'all and stuff. I'm just like, I look at this dude, I'm just like, why? Like, yeah, he don't, why? he looks so goofy. Like, I, I get it. He's like 17 or whatever. He looks like a fucking dork, but he can, I mean, he got melodies, though. He can, he kind of reminds me of A Boogie at certain, certain times, speaker knockers, you know, RIP to him. Speaker knockers, a lot of people jacked his style. Um, that did, yeah, yeah, R.I.P. His shit was, was like he, from, he was from uh, South, yeah, he was from the Carolinas, I believe, too, South Carolina, I think. But um, stop sleeping on this on the Carolinas. Yeah, yeah, a lot of talent, a lot of talent coming out of here. But yeah, bro, like I look at it, man, I'm just like, I don't get it, bro. Most of these dudes, like, um. Like I look at a trippy red, I'm like that dude is alien. He's a fucking alien. Like I, you look at him, he just look abnormal to me. Like I mean, I ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie, I like some of his music though. Like I, um, he's also a Gemini like me, so I guess I can. That might be part of the reason I, I'm I like some of his uh, music. But I look at him, and I'm like, okay, he he's putting on. He's like, yeah, I'm a blood real Peru, all this other shit. But then you look, you can find old pictures of Trippy Red. This nigga would look like a dork. Like, dork. you know what I'm saying? He was playing Minecraft back in the day. You can find, you can look that shit up. I'm like, bro, none of these niggas is real, bro. Like you said, it's all, it's all a facade, bro. Like, that's why I don't pay, pay attention. And speaking of a facade, good segue right into WAC 100. This dude's a facade. Wack 100, the game, the rapper, the game's uh, manager. He was talking crazy about Nipsey. Was saying, you know, he wasn't a street nigga. He wasn't. He's not a legend. He got his ass knocked the fuck out for talking crazy. And then he wants to get up and try to fight and shit. Like, there's a video online if uh, whoever listens wants to find it. Not of him getting knocked out, but of him uh, getting up looking. Like trying to fight and shit, like, but he was all wobbly and shit. And he was like, uh, bl- bl- blue face was in the back. Gotta get down. <laughs> yeah, blue face. Blue face was in the background laughing at him and shit. Like, <laughs> like this nigga's a clown, bro. Like, mm. I, I just want to get your take on that before I, I go any further. Um, I'll say this. Um, I can't. I didn't really look at what he said about his about. Um, I I didn't re. Research what he said exactly about uh, Nipsey, like his opinion on Nipsey. I think I just basically heard the summary of basically him saying that he wasn't a legend. Yeah. And whatever, whatever. And, you know, I, I can't disagree with a man's opinion. But it's the timing of it. Like, who the fuck asked this nigga his opinion on that shit? Like, I mean, it's like he, he wanted to create controversy. He, he also talked crazy about Pac, too. I, I, I don't know if you remember that. I think I remember that, like, a, like was it a uh, last year? Like, I think it was last year, early this year. He, w- I think he was trying to say how Pac was, um, again, he, he tried to call out Pac and uh, saying he wasn't really with the shits and stuff or whatever. 
But I mean, there's several. A lot of people have said that about Pac, but you know, I mean, again, he wasn't, he wasn't with the shits. But you know, once he once he once he convinced himself that he was a realized nigga, he was he was running through niggas like he was shooting yeah. cops. Like, but but here's the thing about the legend thing though. Um, Jim Jones, the rapper, he said it this week actually, or early or last week. It might have been this week. He was saying, who am I to judge this generation for calling people legends? Like, you know, as soon as Juice World died, a lot of people were saying R.I.P. legend to him and stuff. He's like, because when I was 19, Pac died in like 96. Um, we were calling him legends back then. And the generation before us looked at us crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. Like, I, I was like, who can you... It's like, who can you say is a legend? If that is subjective, music is subjective at the end of the day. You know, just because you wasn't rocking with that person doesn't mean that the next person doesn't see that person as like a fucking legend. Like, hell, you, you want to look at, um, you want to look at Mac Miller? I look at Mac Miller as a legend. I do too. You I know, think... Was it Jim Jones? He did a tweet or something, wasn't it? Where he was saying, "Yeah, it, it was a it was a social media post." I, I'm not sure. I what couldn't platform. remember what it was, but he was saying something like, "The the younger generation is the always the ones who determine if somebody's a legend or not." And that's when he talked about uh, Pac. And I'll say this, like, um, yeah, like first off, I have a problem with old heads, and well, I mean we. We don't really sit in the middle. We are a part of the young generation too. Like we kind of like right in the prime of like the younger generation at this point. Like right, like on the on the on the back end of the of of, of you know I guess being closer to the old heads, but still being a, a part of the young generation. Like 25, 90. Yeah, we're we're kind of like a great spot. Yeah, yeah, we we yeah we. I mean, we are where we're at, dude. We've been experienced a lot of dope music like you know going from i grew up mostly on like 2008 2007 wayne crazy uh before that uh going into middle school 50 cent 50 cent bro my my brother my older brother he gave me a copy of them uh get richard dot when i was like 12 12 13 or some shit like yeah the money goes into my piggy. But I was in fifth grade when nigga talking about yeah, yeah, nigga, more money, more money. Bro, everybody was doing that shit, dog. Yeah, <laughs> like, we, and we moved past Wayne to like the snap era, which is like, I guess, arguably the worst era in music. Well, not music, but hip hop. With the, I, but there was some hot songs, you know, like you know, you get uh, Laffy Taffy that. uh what what's that other fucking song? Uh, them franchise boys. White tees. Yep, yep. In my white tee. There was some catchy songs or they know. Shout out to R. P. The Shawty Low. Low. You know, so there was certain catchy songs, but no, the ringtone era. My bad. That's what it was. A lot of people argue that that's the worst era in hip hop. Which I mean, honestly, I don't think I can disagree with that. I don't at I that don't. time. I don't necessarily agree with that. I'm going to tell you why. Like, you know, like I was saying in the last podcast, that's a part of the evolution of the sound. And, like, here's the thing. Like, what makes that different than kind of what's going on now? 
I thought you were going to mention like what's what makes that different than like like when it started. <laughs> that too. Yeah. That too. I mean, it's like a, if you really listen to that music, it's like a. I feel like that that set the foundation for the the 2010s decade. That set like the, the that sound kind of the sound and that creativity set the foundation for like the 2010s decade. That whole decade. It didn't. It, I mean, it just set like a, a it set like a foundation. For how for people to be able to create, um, you know, I, like kind of a different a different sound, a, a um, different type of art. So I, I don't. I mean, it was. Well, I guess I can agree that that was the weakest time, but I don't think I don't. I think that's the wrong word to use. I don't think that that was. I don't think it's. It was that negative. I think it was actually a big positive for rap because it kind of put us back to the foundation of you know wanting to move and shit. And then um, it was a good evolution of the sound. And you can't forget some of those people that like led that that change in the sound. In my opinion, are big legends like Soldier Boy. Boy. Yeah, Soldier Boy. So, like yeah. you got to put some respect on Big Soldier name. Like that he he's a legend, dog. Like um, you know. So like I, I that's what I'll say about that. Um, but. Oh yeah, and people can't forget we grew up. Shit, we went from what Laffy Taffy, that nigga like Walker Flocker and Slim Duncan. Like, come on, bro. Walker Flocker is a legend too because legend. I I don't think people understand how important that Flocker Valley album was because that album dropped 2010. I go hard in the motherfucking paint, nigga. Like, dude, when that shit dropped, that was the birth of the 808 era that we still because. That album is it's a landmark album for hip hop because there wasn't album before that hip hop was not with them heavy hitting drums, bro. He was in 2010 with that shit with Southside, with uh, uh, Southside. Um, damn, I, I want to say Metro Boomin, but I don't think he was he was known back then. But Southside was one of the major, um producers to bring that wave in of those hard hitting drums and it it's uh it's it's kept on throughout the years man to the point now it's like i'm kind of tired of it i want something different you and know what it, I feel? It, reached, it reached the peak it reached the peak with dirty sprite too in my opinion that was yeah, the 808 I sound i agree i agree you know with walker though you know my favorite project that he did that i think people sleep on i actually like a little bit more than Flockavelli is that salute me and shoot me for mixtape. Oh still shit! Listen, I still Bruh, listen cu- to that shit. I still <laughs> Bruh, listen to that yeah. shit. Yeah. Twenty twelve, I believe, is when we were freshmen. I believe when that shit came out, or yeah. it was like twenty eleven. It was like I think I was still in high school, but I was I was really just then listening to it heavy. I think it came out 2011, 2012. I think it came out twenty twelve because one of my um neighbors put me on it. And, you know, it was like freshman year. And we was going crazy off that shit. Everybody, white, black, everybody was going crazy off that shit. And that's another legend. And, you know, yeah. it goes back kind of, um, I kind of got out of course. It goes back to two things about that the Rack 100 situation. And I'm going to incorporate Jim Jones into this. Two things. I don't necessarily uh, agree. Only only way I agree with Rack 100 is that it's, it's his opinion. Um, it's his opinion, but you know, sometimes your words leads to consequences. And I don't think people should get their ass beat off of opinions, but when it comes to shit like this, I mean, you gotta, 
if you say if you say what you say, you got to look for the you got to understand it's gonna be repercussions. But some people ain't gonna have, you know. He better be he he shit he he should be happy then they didn't take it further and shot his ass right. Because I, I, mean, I, I think the whole reason reasoning behind him doing it in the first place was that he was going to get radio, like he was going to get airtime and it was going to be a, it was going to create a rift. Because, and, you know, good and damn well, this is not a good time to sit up here and say some shit like that, even if he, even if he believes it. And plus, uh, Blueface, people were calling Blueface out because Blueface is a, I think he's a schoolyard crip. Yep. Nipsey was affiliated with, well, no, Nipsey was a rolling 60s crip. Those two neighborhoods, I think, are they they have a beef or whatnot, and people were calling him out because Blueface didn't say R.I.P. to Nipsey or something like that. So I think there was already a rift right there. And Wack being Blueface's manager, he stepped in and gave his opinion, and now we have uh, today what happened, or not today, but what happened this uh, this week. But I don't think blue. Don't nobody have to say R.I.P. I, I didn't say R.I.P. I mean, honestly, I, I, I think that's yeah. I think that's kind of dumb, bro. Because I like, uh, who was it that died? It was um, yeah, it was Nipsey that died, and people were getting on Fifty Cent about not saying R.I.P. And then he finally said, <laughs> uh, Fifty Cent is crazy. Yo. Fifty Cent, he finally said R.I.P. But he posted a picture with uh, him and Nipsey. And he promoted his brands like hashtag effing vodka with <laughs> at the end of it. I mean, I'm like, bro, fifty great, yo, fifty like the ultimate troll, bro. But he real though. He's like, why y'all? He's like, y'all ain't gonna like bully me into like um, saying RIP, and I didn't even know the dude. To be hey, honest, exactly. That's that's what I was about to get. Like, you, he, how can you sit up here and say RIP to somebody that you don't know? I don't fucking know Nipsey. I don't even. This motherfucker could have been a rapist on the low, and we I, nobody know. I don't know that nigga's character. I'm going up with somebody telling me. So like, I don't like honestly. I don't give a shit that the nigga did. Like I don't like it. Don't really, it don't really affect my life either way. I I like what he did, you know. From what yeah, I'm that, hearing, yeah, that yeah, Nipsey. I I've been following Nipsey since the marathon, which that dropped. I want to say 2011. But I, he wasn't my my favorite rapper, but I always respected how he moved. Like when in interviews, I seen how he was talking about promoting business and stuff. He was working with Ryan Leslie, um, producer, writer, singer, rapper. Who this dude is a genius. He went to Harvard, uh, created his own app. Uh, I think he did it through shop. I think Shopify is his shit. And he that was shit is hard. He was finding. He he found a way to connect. To cut out the middleman and to and to uh, to connect directly with his fans, which I think is dope as hell. Uh, Ryan Leslie, who if y'all ever want to look at what he does, that dude is uh, brilliant. But um, Nipsey was working with him, so I always respect the business uh, Nipsey's uh, business acumen or abdomen. Is it acumen? Yeah, I think it's acumen. Yeah, I always respect the business uh, Nipsey's business acumen, like. When he was selling his uh, mixtape for a hundred dollars, then he sold the next one for a thousand dollars, and people were buying it. Like, bruh, like that that dude's a hustler. But I I agree. Most people, when they heard about Nipsey, they didn't even know who he was, and now they're just like, ah oh, man, I can't believe Nipsey's gone and shit. And I seen one thing recently. I think it was this past week. Uh, a fucking meme page on Instagram I follow. They posted, damn man, how are we gonna live without Nipsey or something crazy? I was like, what? Are you serious? I was like, 
Bro, I kid you not, bro. They said some some shit, some shit like that. It was something along those lines, like, bro. No, they were like, I can't believe Nipsey really gone though. And you know, a lot of people was like, yeah, R.I.P. And then some people were like, okay, and like, bro, like, y'all acting like y'all knew this man. Like, I be seeing that shit online, bro. I'm just like, bro, that it gets to a point. It's like, okay, we get it. You know, you R.I.P. to him, but damn, y'all be acting like y'all knew this nigga personally or some shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's weird to me. And with the industry shit, it's like, bro, like, just because I'm in the industry doesn't mean I gotta say RP. I didn't if you ain't know that man, like, I think that shit is just I think it's weak, to be honest. I did, yeah, because you're not being genuine to who you really are. And who you don't like, man, you don't have to fucking tell nobody RP. In a sense, who knows if you had beef. It's best just to not say anything. Like I agree, I don't really agree with what blue. That's like blue face, but him not saying anything is the best thing to do. It's like and it's it's like uh, it's like on your social media account, your homies' birthday passed by, a bunch of people saying happy birthday or whatever. It's like yeah, I know you and stuff. Okay, I didn't say happy birthday. It's not because it's not because oh man, you know, it's like I don't want to be. It's not genuine to me sometimes. It's like, I'd rather just tell you in person or text that to you exactly. instead of just post it on social media, you know? It's like, I, I just feel like people just post way too much on social media and just the clout chasing is at an all-time high now. And in a way, it's kind of just made, it's made society. It's, it's a weird society that we live in. It's like, if you don't use your damn, your, your cell phone or social media, it's not valid. It's not valid. It's like you don't, it's like you don't exist. It's like you don't exist. And it's like, yo, like, like when you will see me, like I won't ever tell, I barely tell, I don't ever tell family members, happy birthday, tell friends, happy birthday on Facebook and none of that. I'll call, text, you know, say something like on, on in private or stuff like that. I don't do, I don't, I won't go online and do no shit like that to validate the show that I'm somebody's friend or family member or some shit. Like yeah. that shit is crazy to me, man. And it's like, where, where are, where, where, who makes these rules? Like, some rules I, don't, that I don't really follow by. Yeah. That, that's, it's made me more antisocial over the years, bro. It's like, I just, you know, I be on the internet, but I don't be on the internet. Like, I don't post like that. Like, it's just, what's the point at the end of the day, man? It's like, people just want validation so bad. It's it's so corny to me, man. Like, I, I seen a, a study. This kind of ties into validation, but I guess it's a different segue, but I, I thought it was interesting. Um, apparently... It was a study saying men aged 18 to 25 or something have been having less um, sex or whatnot, like 23% or something like that. And on this discussion board I post on KTT2, uh, you know, shout out to them. They were, we were having a discussion about it and people were like, why are y'all, these dudes not having sex or whatever? And I'm just like, well, for one thing, I think these dating apps have ruined a lot of, uh, have, no, these dating apps have brought on a lot of social anxiety because these, these, uh, these kids coming up, like these generation Z kids, their whole entire lives consist of looking through a screen. So it's like, they don't really have 
many interactions with the opposite sex in real life. So they don't know how to talk. So when they get on these dating apps, they just saying all types of wild shit. They don't know how to actually have a conversation or they just over um, pursuing like crazy with just a bunch of compliments. Oh, damn, you fine as hell. Yada, yada, yada. And it makes them come off as uh, desperate and insecure. So the woman, and nine times out of ten, they're not going to respond to that shit. They're like, bro, you you fucking lame. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're an incel. You know? Um, I'm telling you right now, man. I'm glad we segue into this. Man, we're going to look back in like 10, 15, 20 years. I don't think people understand the negative impact that these date naps have really had on both sexes. Like, this shit is literally, like, Tinder, Bumble has literally transformed the mindset of male and female. And, you know, I'm going to talk about both. I'm going to talk, like, I agree with what you said about it definitely creates more social anxiety just from the simple fact that you're trying to interact with the opposite sex from a fucking screen. Like, that's not natural. From behind the screen, you're trying to interact with the opposite sex. Yeah. And, you know, it's credited with, like, a lot of young, young men don't know how to don't know how to interact, but I'll say this too. It ain't it ain't really that big of a difference because what it's done is it's made the high high value male, like the high value, like high value males are the ones that are the most desirable. I don't care what nobody say. It's not, it's not that those those statistics are like kind of invalid because niggas are still fucking <laughs> out here because now females have more access. To the more desirable males. Well, here's, here's the thing, though. Like, yeah, I agree with that. I agree. A lot of more, a lot of people are still fucking or whatever. But I also agree. There's a lot of losers out here that get pussy and ain't doing shit with their lives. You know, um, and it, it's not like it, it. It's like a lot of these people, a lot of these dudes, and I just keep saying incel for like a lack of a better word. Uh, if you don't know what incel means, involuntary um, celibate, celibacy, and, and they're involuntarily celibate. Um, they, they, these dating apps, time back to the dating apps, they, um, they make it harder for you to get matches because, like you said, the, of the high value males. So it's yep. like a regular, a regular average Joe. You're not going to get that many matches. So. You're not gonna have that many opportunities to talk to these girls on this app. So that kind of you already have that working against you. And these women are setting their standards way too high nowadays because yep. of it. Um that that plays into it as well. But but again, okay, yeah. So what if this this dude is having all this sex and I'm just talking to like dudes in general, like Man, who gives a fuck how many dude? I mean, how many bodies the next man has? It's like, bro, like that shit is, doesn't make you more of a or less of a man than me at the end of the day. Cause you can still be a fucking, you can still be a loser and be smashing all the bitches in your town, but you can still be working at McDonald's while I'm over here getting paid six figures. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. That shit doesn't mean nothing. You gotta find. Focus on your purpose. The person that said this on KDT2, and we've said this several times, you know, people like AMS have said this. You focus on your purpose and they will come to you, bro. Like, as hard as that may sound, stop thinking about pussy 24-7 or trying to chase it all the time. Just focus on your purpose and they will come to you. And I I guarantee you, bro, 
Like yeah, that shit is a hundred percent fact. Like it ain't it ain't no ninety nine percent fact. It's a hundred percent fact. If you focus on your purpose and you like the biggest thing of my life, what I did was I stopped trying to get bitches and I focused on getting my bag and getting up at my grandma's house and and you know making a difference for myself. And once that happened, now I can choose if I want to fuck bitches or not. Like yeah. now it's like I'm serious, man. Like it was at one point in my life where I would have so much anxiety about trying to get with a girl that I wouldn't get with any. All it would do is create a cycle of me not getting with any girls because I was focused on the wrong thing. I start focusing on my purpose, and it's like, yo, like, okay, like this shit ain't nothing. I, I can walk out, walk to the grocery store and get a number or some shit right. if I want to, but like. It goes choosing choosing signals and I know in your field you get choosing signals probably every day, all day, all, all day, fu- all, all fucking these day. Niggas, niggas, the security guards, people that work like other guys that work in in the hospital that don't that aren't a nurse that aren't like literally surrounded by females. They don't. They just they they they're so jealous because they just see how these girls talk to me. And how they, they just, they just, it's just, man, it's like, you are you ain't doing nothing but flirting with females all day long. That's all yeah. it is. That's all it is. It's like, you ain't doing nothing but flirting with females all day long. Some niggas fucking. Only difference with me, I don't have sex with where I work. Like, I would, I, I would never do that. I would never yeah, do that. I, yeah, I agree. I would never, I don't give a fuck how many choosing signals she give me. I'll get her number and I probably won't even text her on her sexual shit until after I transfer units or transfer hospitals. Like, it ain't going to be none of that shit. Hell no, because this goes back to Me Too and the dating apps. It's all about resources. Like, it's all about resources. And the biggest thing that you are putting, the, the biggest mistake that you can make as a man is putting your resources at risk. Because cause anything, you can lose everything off of allegations. And I don't care. If you think you just, just because you're a regular Joe, that you can't get Me Too, you fucking crazy. That's you are to everybody, dog. You gotta also, man, like always ask for consent. Always ask for consent, man. Like, especially yep. in today in today's time, like you can't don't ever just think, you know, I used to think that shit was cool. Like, you know, we talk about man, look, we're gonna take home a bit, you know, we're gonna take home a bitch tonight and smash, like. Okay, you could take her home and shit, but that doesn't mean she's going to give you sex. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got to at least have a conversation. Like, hey, do you want to, you know, have sex? Or or look at what's going on. Like, nah, you too drunk or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, certain people, they, they don't give a fuck or they too intoxicated to realize that. But that shit, now looking back at it, bro, it's like, that shit is not the way. It's yeah. not the way having these one-night stands, bro. Like, that shit is super dangerous. Like, don't... I used to think that shit was a dope thing. I've done it. You know what I'm saying? It's cool, but it's not... It's not worth it, bro. It's not worth eventually... You know, years down the line, I'm super successful. Then a girl like, oh, yeah, I fucked him one night. He didn't ask for consent. And everything is gone just like that. See, that shit got me because I did it. I, I, I remember I had a couple different times where, like... Should I remember I had, you know... Smash a girl. I ain't even know her. And, bro, I didn't even know this girl. Like, I didn't know her at all. I went to the pizza place. She was sitting down. I, like, I don't know. Something happened. I sit down. And, like, next thing I know, I've got her back at the house. Like, I didn't even know her for five minutes. But that shit, I be thinking about that shit on a daily basis because, like, she was in a sorority and shit. 
And yeah, she was wanting she was wanting that meat, and she got that meat. But the thing is, like, at the same time, if her friends would have figured out, she would have got cast off. Yeah. If if other if other dudes and fraternities would have figured out, they wouldn't you know they wouldn't gonna have sex with her after she had sex with a black guy. I mean, they know how, you know how that shit go. So then, in a sense, she would she got she had to keep it hidden. Yeah. So I got I got in a different different types of situations with where where I was like, well, damn, like this bitch can literally lie any minute. She can lie any moment. Where she she did lie, but it didn't get to the it, it didn't get to that it didn't get to the extreme end. But still, I think like that was just one different. That was one time. Yeah, like, yeah, man. Like, and that's like you know, majority of the time, I know with like our our group of people, you know, what I'm saying. We'll talk to most of the time. We go out, you know, we'll talk to random chicks and shit. But the ones that we might be getting play from is ones we already know. You know, mm-hmm. majority of the time, I used to look at other dudes as weird and shit. Like, like, man, why are you just trying to talk to girls that you already know? Like, just, you know, just try to fuck with random, you know. But that is the smart thing to do, especially in today's age, bro. Right. Like, don't don't you know new pussy you know it's cool but i'd rather just be i'd rather just be cool with what i have you know what i'm saying maybe some new something new here and there but build over time not just oh yeah one nighter you know to all the young ones out the you know young listeners and you know even people that even the males that feel like you know they incel or you know they're not success they're not really successful with girls i'm gonna say this What's going on in society right now is exactly what we want to happen. Because in 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 a sense, Me Too and, and these date naps, what it's done is it's kind of created an unnatural society. So what's going to have to happen for, you know, the next 10 to 20, 30 plus years is this shit is going to get back into balance. Because what's happened is the male, the most adaptive creature on the fucking planet, we see what's going on. We see how, how crazy society is and how you can be me too and this and that. So all the only thing that it's done is we just got even more psychotic with focusing on our hobbies. We got even more psychotic with focusing on our purpose. So what it's done is it's created a it's created an environment to where women are gonna have no choice but to approach us. Yeah. They're gonna have no choice but to literally like they're gonna have no choice but to literally consent. From the start, it's gonna it's gonna play right into the hand and, into our hands. I, I mean, it's not it's not all of their faults that it's this way. I mean, I I put a lot of blame on it on the feminist movement. Yeah, you know, with them, uh, how they they got these women, you know, wanting to just be independent and shit, don't need a man or whatever. But at the end of the day, a lot of them want they still want that man. You know, they still want somebody to to have support of them but they want their own career as well which is fair but they still want that support but at the at, but then they still want to seem independent too you know for like the social media purposes and whatnot so they conflicted you know it, it it's a double edge uh sword man like it's chaos and that's exactly what it was that was the whole point behind it was to create chaos but it's got to get back into balance ca- and yeah what, what it's done is that's not natural. I'll say it before. A lot of people won't agree with it. A man, I mean, a woman needs a man. A man don't need no woman. That's just that's just the bottom line. That's just how nature works when it comes to humans. A woman needs a man. I'm talking about an actual relationship, like a man. And yeah. a man don't need no woman. That's just how it fucking works. That's how it works, period. 
I mean, that's just how that's how that's how the mentality and that's how the how and, biology works. And you see, you see women like online and stuff. They be like, "Man, I'm tired of being strong. I'm tired of you know being independent and shit." It's like, well, too late. Too yeah. You, I mean, this is what y'all wanted, right? I y'all wanted. Girl. I don't. I y'all wanted to be approaching females. You say you don't be approaching. I don't. I, I don't even approach females. Bro, I don't do it, bro. Dude, I was the same way like a month ago, bro. I had went out, um, back in uh, Greenville, bro, and some girl came up to me at a bar, you know, downtown, um, and she uh, Raptors, and she was like, "Hey, uh, my friend, she likes you or whatever." I was like, "All right, tell her to come over." And then our homie, um. <laughs> our homie shout out, uh, shout out to Sanchez. He was like, "Yo, you ain't gonna go talk to her." I was like, "No, she, she can come talk to me." So she came talk to me. I don't even know what happened, but we didn't. We we ended up going our separate ways. I don't. I don't even really remember what transpired after that. I think I was a little too drunk that night. But I, you know, I, I was thinking about it. I was like, "Yeah, I think she walked off or whatever." But I was I was happy about it when I was thinking about it the next day. I'm like. I'm glad I didn't approach her. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm the prize. Like, you got me fucked up. Like, I'm that. I'm out here. I'm doing me. I mean, you want to come talk to me? I'm the fucking prize. Like, you, you walk over here and talk to me. That's why. That's how I'm coming at. That, that's how I'm coming real, with. Dog. You know, ninety nine percent of these females that that I've talked to, and I mean, I've talked to like teachers, you know, uh, nurses, like the upper echelon. You would say. Of society, but even with that being said, most of these females that that we talk to, or that even the, especially the ones we interact with at bars out, they are not on our level. Yeah, like it's not yep. even like, and it's like you can't. They're not on our level, bro. Like it's, it's that's that's the bottom line. Like more than likely, she was probably like they're not on our level. Period. So why yeah. the fuck am I gonna go and like it? Nah, it don't work like that no more. And that's what I'm saying. That's what's going on. And like they pit like a lot of uh, this uh, the the younger generation, a lot of our generation, they understand now that they've kind of, they fucked up. They fucked up because now it ain't like it used to be where where you would have a doctor or true alpha like the true alpha males ain't approaching these bitches, man. Like they 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 really not like yeah. only, only time they are only time only time they are is um. Probably in situations where you know you're trying to really just either you 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 like really know the person you, you heard of them or you or you you know you just kind of watch how they moved from a distance and you know okay okay like you really did your research you you approach them on that type of way and that's really it that's really it like I mean like I don't when I be going out man I don't even be thinking about those emails man I just be like all right well shit. I know I'm the shit. I know when these girls are gonna give me, she gonna she gonna bump into me or she gonna do some or do some weird ass girl shit because they don't know how to talk to you and shit. She gonna do something weird, and I'm just that's how that's how I'm gonna get her. She gonna bump into me and spill it, you know, spill a little bit of her drink on me and say sorry and try to start a conversation, yeah, a, a choosing signal or something. But it's gonna all come to me because now they miserable. They they know they know like. Yeah, they like they be talking crazy online. Like, man, all these dudes is pussy and shit. I'm like, like they are, like they afraid to talk to me or the girls I be seeing online. Sometimes be like, yeah, the dudes are be afraid to talk to me and shit. It's nah. like, well, 
I mean, you it's the reality y'all wanted, ain't it? But that's that's the thing, and they and, and it always goes back to trying to attack the masculinity, trying to say that they're too strong for a man. They that dudes are scared to talk to them. Look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not saying I'll do it, but I'll snap a neck or any a 99% of people. Like it's not, I'm not scared of no fucking female. I'm not scared of no female. Like it ain't got nothing to do with my masculinity. It ain't got nothing, like it ain't got nothing to do with it. It's got something to do with me understanding who the fuck I am. Yeah. Understanding at the end of the day that shit. I'm be I'm I have more enjoy and I I enjoy more playing fucking video games, working out other shit before I can even say I went to even spend time with a female. Like that's right. what it is. Like it's like niggas understand, like they understand who they are, especially the ones that got shit to lose. Yeah. All we did is shift our focus on other shit. And they are pissed off and they wanna it goes it still goes back to attacking masculinity. They get that when whenever they Whenever they know, whenever they you know um, know that they're wrong or or know that nobody necessarily when they know that they're not a desirable enough for a man to come up and talk to them or a man to interact with them, they attack. They will attack your masculinity, try to call you gay, whatever, whatever. But it's not my fault that you're not desirable enough for me to want to you know necessarily come up and talk to you. Yeah, first me, an alpha male is not scared of no fucking female. Most of the time, we done ran through hundreds of girls. We done did. We done did this shit. Like we done did this shit. Like we done been on dates with girls that look better than you, girls that's more successful than you. A nigga that's really been out there is not uh, not afraid of no fucking female. It's, it ain't right. got nothing to do with you being a strong woman. It ain't got nothing to do with. It. Well, actually, it has something to do with that. The fact that you don't understand who you are. The fact that you want to just. You want to combat my masculinity with masculinity, which makes me not want to talk to you because it makes me feel like I'm talking to a nigga. Yeah. I mean, so I can say it does, it does have something to do with them being strong, but it's not in a nigga being scared or Brian, being, I, being pussy. I, 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 used to, I used to, I mean, I used to look at the dudes that post up inside the club as weird sometimes. I, I'd be like, man, what? I'd be like, bro, why these niggas trying to look so damn cool in the club and stuff? And sometimes... It it do be looking. It sometimes it do to this day. I'll be like, yeah, it's still goofy. But then, but now I feel like I'm one of those dudes too. Like I like to just post up inside. Like I don't want to be dancing all stupid and shit. Like I don't want to be no monkey. You know what That's I'm saying? What it is. It's a fucking monkey. Bro. Yeah, it's like, bro. It's like, bro. You ain't got to do all them goofy ass Fortnite dances to pull a bitch. Like just chill, bro. Like. If you want to vibe, you know, do your two step here and there. But you ain't got to do all them fucking dumb ass break dances. The, the footstool shuffle and shit. You know, you ain't got to do all that dumb shit to get a, a girl attention. And they be saying, man, people don't be having fun in the club and shit. Like, all right, nah. We just ain't going, we, we just ain't trying to entertain your ass all night. Nigga, I sit, I go to work and sit at home. Me going to the club alone is fucking fun because it's different than what I usually do. So yeah. when I go to the club, I try to make it a, when I go, and I don't even have cable. So like, if I go, shit, Especially if it's football season, you best believe I'm sitting at the fucking bar and I'm looking. If it's football, basketball season, I'm sitting at the bar. I'm watching the fucking game that's on. I just think it. I just think you turn around and you see the nigga hit the uh, hit that stupid ass Fortnite dance yeah. <laughs> with the <laughs> with the hands. Yeah, I'm just even like shaking my head, bro. I ain't got cap- I ain't got fucking cable. I can't watch my fucking streams. You know, seamlessly every time. I mean, I date. I do watch them seamlessly, 
But sometimes it should have cut off, and sometimes, you know, it might have a little lag to it. Man, that shit is low-key refreshing going to a bar where I can watch a stream on cable. Yeah. Um, I, I can watch a uh, game on cable and, you know, just watch it and watch the commercials and shit. I'll be focused on that shit. I'll be focused on, you know, what kind of drink I'm drinking. I ain't focused on doing no fucking dance and being no monkey and going up to no female and validating her. I mean, come on, bro. That's That'd be the worst on it. Yeah, when the, the, the niggas be walking up, dancing on the girl and shit, looking all goofy, backing up on them and shit. I, I was did like, that. Shit. I mean, I've done it. I've done it before too. You know what I'm saying? But like, na- now I look at it, I'm just like, ah, man, that's cringe. Like now, now my boys see why I be in the club, and I don't even want. I don't even want bitches to twerk on me in the club. Yeah, it's like we. Club. Yeah, I used to used to think that shit was an accomplishment. Like, damn, I'm about to get a bunch of twerks tonight. It's like at the end of the night, who gives a fuck? Like, you know, <laughs> fucking, you know, <laughs> fucking. Like, she ain't gonna fuck you, bro. Like, Lord, nine times out of ten. She done twerked on every nigga in at least three different clubs. Are you serious? <laughs> right. You know how many, you know how many STD niggas she done she done damn threw her ass on? Like hell no, bitch. You gonna throw that ass back. Come get my number. We can get the get in the Uber and go to the crib. Or let me get that number. See, see what you got working on. Cause shit, I got the bag, but I want I want that, I want some of your bag too. And let's see what we can do. Fuck it. Right. That's what I'm working on now. I ain't working on being in a club being no damn monkey. Like I said, usually when I go to the club, like it's it's some shit, it's some a whole bunch of other shit there that I'm focused on than some damn females. Shit. Last times I went out, I was watching the finals. I was really like really stuck on them shits. Yeah. I was stuck on because I ain't I, I couldn't watch that shit on them big ass TVs like that with them damn commercials and how seamless it was and 4K and shit. True. Hell yeah. I'm about to get me a drink at this bar. I sit at the bar, watch the uh, watch the games, and shit. I had a couple. I had a couple bitches come up to me. I have. I remember I had one come up to me. She had a boyfriend. Nigga was mad as hell. I was like, should I do it? <laughs> I mean, because all the time, nigga, I will do it. It ain't my fault. Your girl doing that shit. You shouldn't be in a relationship in the first place. You know. You True. know. More than likely, if you're in a relationship right now, this goes back to the Tinder thing. And I'm gonna say this, and I know you notice this too. It's two things you got to understand. <laughs> and if you got a relationship and you listening to this, you know, I'm going to give you the real reality. If you're dating right now, especially if you met your girl off of, off of a dating app, she's still using the dating app. Oh, yeah. It's a couple of things I see now that they do. They put in, they put in a, uh, they put in a uh, description that they're in an open relationship. We know getting fucking well, they're not in an open relationship. They just trying to make themselves feel better about the fact that they be cheating like a motherfucker. Yeah. And another thing is, you notice how you'll see a girl, you'll swipe on her, you'll match with her, some of them you want to even match with, and they'll have a different picture, a different profile, because they delete their fucking profiles every time, after every time they done got a whole bunch of numbers. Man, it ain't nothing for a four to get on that shit and get get 10 numbers in an hour, dog. Oh, yeah. Niggas, yeah. niggas fuck. Shit, we, we be trying to fuck. And you... and. The average female fuck more than it than the average dude, the average male. The high, the average, the highest value female fucks more than the highest value male. Like, I mean, I don't think guys understand that. Like, it's like once you understand that, you lose. Like, you it it tra- it will transform your life. It will literally transform your life because you start to you start to understand the value of pussy is not as high as you think it is. Because one, it's niggas out here that's really, 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 really fucking, and two. These females are really fucking. 
So you got to understand that it's hard to kind of, it's hard to have relationships with a lot of these females just from the, after the fact that they are actually really out here. And you really shouldn't be focused on that. Yeah. And I, I, the older I get, I start to see why niggas, even back in the day, would say they want a virgin. I started to, I started to see that shit, man. Like, I really do. Like, I used to think that shit was weird, you know, and shit. Nah, I think that shit cool. That's where it's at. Like, and see, this, that's, that's the fuck where it's at. You got to get you a girl that's probably, at the most, been in one relationship. Or she's a virgin. If you want to have, if you want to have a relationship, that's the really the only way to go now. Cause I promise you, man. I promise you, man. You know, yeah. These women out here, they out here fucking, bro. They out here, and this is why a lot of relationships don't work because they've been with so many niggas. It, it's like cognitive dissonance, and it's just it's a mind fuck. They think that we're having these dating apps and having a having this validation available to them. Has made society better when, in a sense, only thing this did was make society better for the high value male, and that's it. That's it. That's the only thing it's done is made a society better for the highest value male. That's all it's done. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, there's one other uh, topic I feel like we're getting to a point we can wind down that I'm pretty sure you heard about, about this uh, fake kidnapping. Yeah. Yeah, there is this uh, 16-year-old named Carol Sanchez um, from New York, Bronx. She was, there's a, there was a video showing her being kidnapped um, apparently 11.30 p.m. Monday night by four men she was walking with her mom on the side of the, well, on the sidewalk, and she got kidnapped. And, you know, black, uh, African-American, well, black, Carol Sanchez. But here's the thing, though. There was a twist. <clears throat> she um, she was released. Well, not really. Yeah, she said she was released by her, her uh, t- kidnappers, and she ran to the police station or whatever. Then, hours later, she admits she planned everything. It was fake. She pulled a Jesse Smollett or a Juicy Smollett, if you will. <laughs> she pulled a Juicy Smollett and she faked it because she did not want to be sent back to Honduras. Yes, she's an immigrant. And she did not want to be sent back to Honduras. One of the kidnappers was her, I think, allegedly her boyfriend. She's 16 years old, and I don't think she understands the implica- the implications of doing this. All of these black women, and she's black, by the way, black women missing, she pulls this shit. So all this is going to do is make them care even less about black women going missing in the future. That's the plan. Yep. Um, well, I, I want to, yeah, I want to speak on this. <laughs> it ain't funny, but y'all remember y'all showing independent on Nino, man. Didn't I say last last podcast? A lot of that. What you gonna do if four niggas come up to you in mass and you ain't got a real alpha male in your life? Right. You think you strong, independent, and you gonna be able to? Nah, that shit on you. Cause shit like this happens. This is how it happens. This is how it really happens. 
this is this is this is exactly how how it really happened. But I'm gonna tell you like this: it wasn't just her. This is a big. It's a bigger picture behind this. This wasn't just her. She didn't just create that. I'm gonna tell you why. Because with her being black, with her getting kidnapped, what it's done is they're trying to desensitize society on the bigger picture, on the big pro- or the bigger problem at hand. They're just trying to desensitize us, and that's exactly what is what is what it's doing, and what is what it will do is they'll start pointing to this, talk about how this was um how how this occurred, and how um basically this one this one. Psychological operation is going to continue to devalue us trying to fix the problem of uh, these abductions. Because yep. these, I mean, this is legit. Like Trump, big executives, like all these motherfuckers are in on this shit. You have, Jeff, we have Jeffrey Epstein. He he's probably done had a sex change by now. He's yeah, he's dead. He 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 alive and well. He knew too much. Knew too much. They done down put him in a down, they done cloned his ass or something crazy. Um, but it, like when it comes to the upper echelon of society, see, we live in this, we live in a, um, what they call it, I guess in the Bible, Sodom and Gomorrah. This is exactly what we living in. This is, man, this is some real shit. It's aligning with prophecy. We living in a society where a nigga can be born a man and now literally is getting chemical changes to become a woman and, and, you got, you know, parents making their kids, painting their kids fingernails when they don't even know what a, when they don't even know what the fuck any of this shit is, basically trying to change their, their kids' mindset. And you got, oh, you got, you know, homosexuality, you got rape, you got these abductions, you got all this crazy shit going on. And I mean, it's because it's aligning with privacy. It's because if it ain't the end days now, it's the beginning of beginning stages. I think we kind of like in the early stages of it. It's gonna get worse and worse and worse and worse. It's gonna get worse. It's gonna get worse. It's gonna get even better. Because here's the thing: if you if you don't believe in conspiracy theories, but you understand the fact that they can listen to all your phone conversations, they can look at you through your through your fucking black screen on your TV, aka black mirror. They can mm. um they can look at you through webcams, which they've been doing this shit for forever. Oh, and it's gonna tie into. I'm gonna kind of add on to this too. Um. If you don't understand that we live in a big brother society, like beyond your, your imagination, I think they were saying now Amazon has shit where they can look through walls. They got like something that they can look through walls and shit. And I'm sure, I mean, the bottom line of what I'm trying to say is if you don't understand we have all this surveillance and we still have millions of people going missing each year without a trace, and you don't understand that this is a uh, multi-level conspiracy, there's something wrong with you. Ain't no way all these yeah. people going missing and shit without a trace, without it being some level of cover up. And I think we're gonna have a, we're gonna, I think we're gonna have at least one more situation where it's gonna be something like this. They're gonna start doing shit like this to kind of desensitize us because we're starting to be aware of how bad that shit is. I don't think we've been aware at, at, at this at this level until now of how bad these abductions are. And I think it's the ones who are in on this. They're planning these type of shits to get. To try to desensitize us. That's what it is. I think that's that was the big deal. It, I don't think it, it might have had something to do with her being an immigrant or whatever. But the fact that I don't think she was, I don't think she was in on this by herself at all. Period. I don't think she was on this shit by herself. I think this is a psychological operation to try to desensitize us on the fact that it's that many, that many women, especially uh, quote unquote, black women going missing. 
That's all it was. Yeah, I, th- I think it was some bullshit, man. Like, because um, I was happy to hear about her being found and then turn around and she made it up or whatever. And like you're saying, the implications of this for black women is just terrible, bro. Like, and you know, you got to be blind to to think that this uh, this human trafficking shit ain't real because it is, or, or it's not as big as it is. The piece of gay shit was not the last scandal we'll hear pertaining to human trafficking because this shit is going on at uh, fucking um, alarming, an alarming rate, you know. And people are waking up to it and it's it's like, you know, if you don't believe the conspiracy theories, what do you believe? You believe the media that lies to us 24-7? You believe um necessarily the the weather reports twenty four seven when the weather is manipulated daily with chemtrails. Um and I mean this is shit that's this is like, released. This is documents yeah. you can find on WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks and this shit is I mean this shit is out there. They've told us this shit. And you still yeah. a lot of people still don't believe it. Come on, dog. You looking right you looking at um, I don't. I can't think of the quote, but it's like right in front of you, and you can't. The truth is right in front of you, but you can't see it. You know, I said it before. This is this is real. We living in. If it ain't hell, it's worse. It's worse than hell. It's worse than hell. It's, that, that's what it is. It's. But it's aligning with prophecy. It's aligning exactly with prophecy because. At the end of the day, like I said, these motherfuckers can hear you breathe. And even in China, I was going to the video today. We're going. I'm going to still kind of go back and talk about the Hong Kong protests, which are still going on. And I'm going to actually talk about the mainland of China. In China, I was going to the video today where they were talking about, and see, people in America don't really even understand this shit. But right now, they got it to where they got facial recognition towers to where they got a, they got a credit, they got a score. They got a public, uh, like a credit score that they give you publicly, publicly. Um, to where these facial recognition facial recognition towers can recognize your face. Now, this is why niggas was telling you not to do not to do the Snapchat filters and all this and that. It's because they 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 plan. They're like ten steps ahead of us. They get all them. They they get all this shit in their database. But five ten years from now, when they try to put these recognition towers up here, which I'm I'm I don't think they can necessarily do it here. But we don't really know what the fuck these niggas can do. But yeah. um, they're going to try to use that against us. But in China right now, as I speak, it's been over 15 million citizens affected from the fact that they got these facial recognition towers that give a that give um that give you a score based on how good of a citizen you are. And if you have a low score, then it bars you from being able to buy a car, from being able to take tr- public transportation, like uh, take flights out of the country take trains and buy land and it's over 15 million people already banned because their score is low now what does that mean they got these towers set up everywhere to where they will deduct points for you jaywalking they will deduct points for you not paying your taxes on time they'll deduct points for you not paying your bill if you late on your bills and if you get a low enough score they'll literally ban you from society you can't leave the country you can't buy a car you can't use public transportation you can't buy land and this kind of goes into why they're protesting over there too because 
Hong Kong is more of a democratic society. That's and, some communist shit right there. Yeah, they're more of a democratic society, Hong Kong, and like they're trying to pull them into the mainland. And they've already tried to set those towers up in Hong Kong. They were they, they were protesting and fighting the cops and stuff, and they were ripping those towers out down out of the ground and stuff. And um, yeah, what I'm trying to say is if you look around the country, around the world, this is what the fuck is going on. Like this, like what was see, they can't just do that shit here because if you were born in America or if you on this or if you on this land, spiritually, you are kind of on a I think you're on a higher level, like spiritually you're you were probably a part of royalty at some point in because it's been so many civilizations. This earth has been around for before time even existed. Like really let that sink in your mind. And I think humans have been around. Humans have were created. They were created as everything you see in the sky was created. Really let that sink in. This is why we have a hard time really understanding where we come from is because that shit was so fucking long ago because it, it defies time. So just think about how many civilizations have been through this. What I'm trying to say is if you are like are in America, something brought you to this land. It's because this land is probably the oldest landmass, oldest physical landmass in the fucking universe. So something's gonna something's gonna pull you to this land. And I feel like this is why they can't just unveil shit on, on onto the on onto society. They gotta like be really sneaky about how they um how they monitor us and stuff. They gotta kind of slowly do it over time. And other countries, they can do it as they can kind of impose their will on their citizens because I think it's really levels to this shit. I think it's people, they know it's, it's certain people, certain spirits within people on this mainland that if they see what the fuck going on, they were they can single-handedly transform this shit. So they got to be a lot more sneaky to, to th- like trying to sub- sur- do surveillance on us and shit. But what I'm trying to say is this is what they're trying to, this is how they're trying to get our society. You know, yeah. they can they can monitor how we they we went from being able to damn we went from being able to have no surveillance in the span of a hundred years we had like literally damn near no surveillance to now they can listen to everything you do and say and we kind of caught in a situation where we don't even know how they did it because they did magic on us they had to slowly unveil they had to be really sneaky with how they do it. So what makes you think that they won't be able to put up these facial recognition towers in some way or even through cell It's already phone? in progress. Yeah, it's, we got it on cell phone. They already got the filters and shit. They, what makes you think that they're not going to try to slowly unveil that shit here? And get and have a... Could you imagine? Oh, it's already... Man? I mean, it's already written, man. It's, already I mean, written. management... Uh, my college management class, they were talking about the microchips. They're already testing, putting them in people. That's how that will have all your information on it. Yeah, this shit is for real, man. This ain't no sci-fi. Ain't no it's, sci-fi. But um, did you did you have anything else, or I was gonna um just, a, just I was close out just a, a little bit more. It's just that yeah, just like you know, we already got chips in our in our uh, cards, like our debit cards. We already got um you know monitoring in our phones, so like. In a way, we don't necessarily we got facial recognition and stuff. So in a way, we don't necessarily have it that bad when it comes to actually re- facial recognition in the public. But we still, they are a lot more sneaky with doing the same shit to us here. And you know, like I said, it's, it's gonna get worse before it gets better. And that's what's going on. And you know, we, now we got censorship here. 
with like our major outlets, big time censorship, it's gonna get worse. So yeah, I just wanted to, you know, put in my uh my weekly Hong Kong uh snippet. <laughs> True indeed. This shit's getting real over there. Yeah, it's definitely something that that needs to be paid more attention to here because that 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 can happen here, and it will happen here if we continue to uh, to give our control to the to more control to the government. Last line I'm gonna say is um, it says I forgot what verse it is in the Bible, but it says um, it might have even been in the Bible. It might have been like in like the in like the twenty mid twenty first century or twentieth century, where they were saying the mark. See, the mark, which is the mark of the beast, it'll get to the point where we're going to be asking for the mark. We're not even, they're not going to have to force on us. We're going to be asking for it. So what the fuck is going on now with these cell phones? <laughs> what, the fuck is, what is going on now with our, with our debit cards? You know, like, what's, like, that's exactly what's going on. Like, we're asking for these, for, I got a 4K TV. We're asking for these 4K TVs, Roku devices. These uh, new iPhones. This is why they come out with new iPhones and Galaxies every year. They they literally they doing training on us. People are asking for this shit, and that's exactly where we're at. And it's very it's unsettling, man. Like it's unsettling. Yeah, and that's really all I wanted to add to it. All right. Well, on that note, I think this concludes episode twenty-two of the Divine Council podcast. As always, make sure to uh, like this, uh, repost it on SoundCloud, follow us on SoundCloud at Divine Council Podcast, follow us on Twitter at Podcast D-O-D-C-A-S-T-D-I-V-I-N-E. Also, if you listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating. Five-star rating and review will help with uh, visibility. And um, as always, I wanted to uh, end with a quote. Um, hmm. This quote is by Robert Louis Stevenson. Life is not a matter of holding good cards, but of playing a poor hand well. Until next time. Peace.